Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. After years of speculation, 62-year-old Raymond Moody has been charged with Drexel's murder. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. And I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. In Washington State, a man has been sentenced for the murder of a retired Boeing employee, whom investigators say was targeted for his land. Investigators say in 2018, Jeremy Shaw spent weeks looking into how to steal someone's land by essentially squatting on it, researched several properties in King County, and chose Morphus's home in a quiet, unincorporated part of Renton. And in South Carolina, investigators believe they've solved the disappearance and murder of a 17-year-old girl who went missing 13 years ago while on a spring break trip to Myrtle Beach. Today marks the beginning of a new chapter. The search for Brittany is now a pursuit of Brittany's justice. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Read our partner station in Seattle, King 5, has been covering a murder case with a bizarre motive. Fill us in on the background of this case. Yeah, well, so this is a case that dates back to 2018 when a contractor showed up to do some work on a property owned by 67-year-old Stephen Morphis. And when this contractor showed up, he said he was usually greeted by Morphis. They had, you know, friendly, cheerful conversations, but this time he didn't see Morphis, he didn't hear him around. So he decided to kind of take a look around, and that's when he found Morphis's body in a shed on the property. That was back in September of 2018. Within about a week, a then 39-year-old man named Jeremy Shaw would be charged with the murder of Stephen Morphis. Now, Shaw was also charged with arson after investigators said he also lit Morphis's car on fire a few days after Morphis was killed. Also at that point, Shaw's wife, Lorena Shaw, was charged with lesser charges, including residential burglary and conspiracy to commit theft. So, Reed, as I mentioned, we would eventually learn about a motive in this case. Why did prosecutors say Shaw killed Stephen Morphis? So the King County Prosecuting Attorney's Office would eventually say Shaw was trying to occupy Morphus's home in an effort to take over his land. According to investigators leading up to the killing, Shaw had spent weeks researching how to steal somebody's land by spending an extended period of time on it, essentially squatting. They say that he considered and researched multiple properties in King County before landing on Stephen Morphus's home as the property that he was going to try to steal. It doesn't seem like they had any connection other than that, from what I can tell. Stephen Morphis was a retired Boeing worker, and he lived alone in that home. And there's also another potential financial motive here. Police reportedly learned Morphis's debit card was used after his death, 
and that there was a $4,000 payment made to a business called Aryan Enterprises, which officials say is a business owned by Jeremy Shaw, and the address listed for that business was Shaw's address. Detectives also say they recovered some Star Trek memorabilia that they believe was stolen from Morpheus's home when they searched the Shaw's house. Also during that search, they say they found several items they identified as Nazi paraphernalia and, quote, white power items. So, Reed, have investigators been able to learn exactly how Morpheus was killed? Yeah, according to investigators, this was an incredibly brutal attack. Charging papers say that Shaw walked up to the home on September 19th, 2018, that he knocked on the door, and then as soon as Morpheus answered, he pepper sprayed him and struck him in the face and head, fracturing his skull in the process. The charging papers also reportedly say that Shaw then proceeded to slash Morpheus's throat before eventually placing his body in that shed where it'd be discovered by a contractor the next day. All right, so what happened when Jeremy Shaw's case went to trial? That was just earlier this year, right? That's right. So that trial ended up lasting about six weeks, and at the end, Jeremy Shaw was convicted on both the second-degree arson charge as well as the first-degree murder charge. I should mention that Lorena Shaw, Jeremy's wife, by that point had already pleaded guilty to the charges that she was facing, which were residential burglary for entering the home after Morpheus was killed with the intent to commit theft, conspiracy to commit theft, and rendering criminal assistance. For that, she was sentenced to four years in prison back in the fall. And what about Jeremy Shaw? What sentence did he receive? So Jeremy Shaw was just sentenced last Friday, and prosecutors argued that he should receive a maximum sentence of about 45 years in prison. And the court heard from several people who knew Stephen Morpheus, including his brother-in-law, recalled the day that police showed up to tell his wife that that her brother had been killed. I'll never forget that afternoon and the primal scream that came out of Brenda's mouth from somewhere deep inside her soul and how she collapsed into my arms. And we realized instantly that our lives and our worldview had changed. And that still holds true today, Your Honor. That brother-in-law also talked about what this loss has meant for his family and, and all those who knew and loved Stephen Morphus. Steve is gone from us in a physical way. We can no longer touch him, hug him, be near him, have us around him. In the end, the judge agreed with the prosecutor's recommendation and handed down maximum sentences of 548 months for the murder charge and 85 months for arson. It is difficult to imagine a more premeditated, more cold-blooded, more deliberate, more predatory attack on the safety of Mr. Morphus, on the safety of our community. Shaw was also ordered to pay $4,732.60 in restitution for those debit card charges, and he was ordered to have no contact with the Morphus family. Police in South Carolina say they've identified the remains of Brittany Drexel, who went missing during a spring break trip all the way back in 2009. They also say a suspect is behind bars. Will, tell us about Brittany Drexel's disappearance 13 years ago. Yeah, Brittany Drexel was 17 years old from Rochester, New York, and she went down to Myrtle Beach for spring break in April of 2009. And she was reported missing on April 25th of that year during that spring break. There was video surveillance of Brittany Drexel the night she disappeared. Here's reporting from WLTX in South Carolina. 
Hotel surveillance video from the Blue Water Resort showed her leaving after she visited other friends from New York there and was walking just a few blocks back to her own hotel on Ocean Boulevard in April of 2009. But that was the last time she was ever seen alive. And so Brittany had simply vanished on this spring break trip. Her mom spent weeks in South Carolina looking for her daughter back in 2009. And then she returned year after year, putting up flyers, holding vigils for her daughter, and talking to the media, but to no avail. And after 2009, it sounds like the case, or at least the investigation, went pretty quiet until August of 2016, when the FBI made what seemed to be a pretty significant announcement. Tell us about that. Yeah, so that all started with a tip from an inmate who claimed he knew what happened to Brittany. So Back in 2016, this was, you know, big news. The FBI came out with this information. Again, here's WLTX with that update back in 2016. A very disturbing update now on the case of Brittany Drexel, who you might remember the name as a teenager who went missing while on spring break in Myrtle Beach. Well, this week, an FBI agent by the name of Garrick Munoz uh, first detailed the account of what investigators think happened to 17-year-old Drexel after she disappeared back in 2009. He says that an inmate in prison says Drexel was abducted gang raped, shot to death, and then her body tossed into an alligator infested swamp. His account it was contained in a federal court transcript that was obtained by the Post and Courier in Charleston and is based off of a statement from a prison inmate who claims he was actually present when Brittany Drexel was killed. But a McClellanville woman whose husband and son have been implicated by this inmate says the story is just a bunch of craziness that was adopted by federal authorities to try and solve this case. So despite that vivid and gruesome account of what this inmate was claiming at the time, that story didn't lead to any arrest in the case. And it turns out, based on what we know now, is that it simply wasn't true. Then six years after that, just this week, police held a press conference announcing two major developments. First, the discovery of Drexel's remains and then an arrest. Take us through both of those developments. Right. It was kind of this this bombshell followed by yet another bombshell. Police announced that they had found the remains earlier this month on May 11th and identified those remains as Brittany Drexel. The second major update is that they've arrested a suspect, a man who was once a person of interest in this case. 62-year-old Raymond Moody of Georgetown has been charged with murder. He is alleged to have buried the body the day after she went missing. Officials say her body was in fact found 30 miles from where she went missing. They used dental records to identify her. It is bittersweet and we have a little more closure than what we wanted. Weighing this all out is tough on a dad, tough on a mother. But having faith and hope is what's going to guide us through the end result because they still have the work to do. Brittany Drexel's remains were also confirmed with the use of a DNA test conducted by the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, so dental records and DNA. Investigators now believe the suspect, Moody, kidnapped Drexel and took her to Georgetown County, where he lived, and not long after they arrived, they believe he sexually assaulted her, killed her, and then buried her body hours later. In 2012, Raymond Moody was named a person of interest in this case. So it was actually, you know, just a few years, three years after Brittany disappeared that he was named a person of interest, but he was never charged. 
Police in South Carolina say that Raymond Moody does have an extensive sex offender history. All right. For more on that case, our listeners can head over to WLTX.com. And thanks as well to King Five in Seattle for bringing us our first story this week. And thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here five days a week, Monday through Friday, with new stories. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson, along with Reed Redmond.